Welcome to this episode of Let's Chat. I'm your host, Chris Revel, coming at you from the Cat Cave in Providence, Rhode Island. What a great guest. We have Marissa Schwartz, second appearance on the show. Go back, check out her first episode, Marissa, with uh, that episode we had guest host Adrian King of Adrian Has Issues. Uh, Marissa is definitely one of my favorite people to talk to because we just love entertainment and television so much and comedy and that's, it's just, it's fucking awesome. Like, you know, the greatest part of doing this podcast, I, and I've said this before, is the community and the fact that I make so many cool friends and... uh I never heard of the Marissa and I didn't know each other before this and she came on the show. We got along great. And then at the end of her episode, when she's like came on the first time, she was like, oh, I'm writing a book. So I was like, Oh, you know, when that book comes out, make sure you come back on, help promote it. In the moment, I really thought I would have quit the podcast by now. I'm far from quitting. I feel like I'm just getting started. And she's someone who said she's writing a book and now the book is out. It is published on VIP Inc. VIP Inc. Uh, you can buy it on Amazon, wherever people buy books these days. It came out on September 29th. This book is incredible. Marissa's listened to her episode, and she is just so sweet, so nice, so funny, and so smart and dedicated and just committed. Uh, as she puts it, she's a procrastinator. Uh, Marissa is wonderful. You can interact with her on social media. And her Twitter is at Feefter, at F-E-E-F-E-E-T-R. You just type in Marissa Schwartz, she'll pop up. And make sure you go to her website, marishaschwartz.com. She's a talented writer, a talented singer. I mean, what, what can't she do? I mean, <laughs> you get to hear her talk about interviewing some of the people from It's Sunny, um, some recaps. Uh, and she has a blog as well called My Neon Green Notebook. But the key thing today is Notes Never Sent uh, on VIP Inc. Publishing. And she says she's going to write a book. She wrote a book. And it's... Um, I'm going to buy it, actually. I'm going to buy it on Amazon. Um, God, just... I wish I had the drive that this person has. I I wouldn't be surprised if she's a household name one day. And um, so much fun stuff in this episode. A lot of great television talk, which I always get excited about. Anyway, quick plug for the show. Let's Chat is a part of the Misfits Podcast Network. You can find everything for them on uh, Twitter at Misfits Podcast. And online, themisfitspodcast.com. Check out all the wonderful shows on the Misfits Network podcast. And uh, feel free to interact with me on Twitter. I am 90% more likely to respond to a tweet than an email. Uh, so my Twitter is at Let's Chat Podcast. There's a Facebook page for the pa- Facebook page for the show. And uh, email letschatpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, let's just keep it short. Let's get to it. I'm in the limelight cause I rhyme tight Time to get paid, blow up like the world trade Born sinner, the opposite of a winner Remember when I used to eat sardines for dinner Peace to Raw G, Brucey B, Kid Debris Funk, Master Flex, Love, Funk, Star, Ski Oh, well, welcome back Thank you I'm so much, excited. I'm so glad to be back I know, it's it's cool I was trying to think when we recorded But it was it was a while ago And I remember it being very cold yeah. Which doesn't narrow it down. Yeah, I, I feel like it was March, because I know we listened to it in the car on the way to Lancaster, and we always go there for some kind of holiday, so whatever holiday that could have been, I don't know. Maybe it was around Easter. Yeah, because yeah, I know whenever we recorded the first time, or compared to when it goes up, are always two different things, too. So yeah. I, like, I don't know. But I was like, oh, yeah, this is cool. I love... I. It's well, whenever the set... It was whenever the seventh son was still in the movies, because I remember just seeing that. When we recorded it. What movie? 
The Seventh Son, like the worst movie in the history of movies. I don't know if I even heard of it. <laughs> it's, um, yeah, it was really bad. <laughs> <laughs> and you went to see it? Oh, yeah, yeah, for yeah. Um, for work, right? No, um, my, my friend wanted to see it, and we didn't know anything about it, and it was just awful. I love, I love, I, I've done that before. Like sometimes you just take a chance and be like, maybe I'll be that person to see that thing that no one saw. And it's like incredible. But more often than not, it's like the biggest piece of shit you've ever seen. And you're like, why? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it had like Julianne Moore in it. It was like, I think oh, it was. Based yeah. On, yeah. I think it was based on one of those like young adult novels. So mm-hmm. we're like, yeah, this will be good. We were English majors. We're like, this will be good. And no, <laughs> I like her a lot too, but she, she's kind of hit or miss. Yeah, but yeah. Like, like any actor, it's not, you know, it's not her fault. <laughs> exactly. But I, I, I do like her. What did I just watch her in? I don't know. I don't remember. I always forget actors' names. And I'm like, that's the guy from The Thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, so I don't need to give you, you already, yeah, this is basically it. Um, I don't have to give you the spiel, because you already know the deal. Yeah. Uh, but what have you been up to since last? I mean, uh, well, you're back because you have a book coming out. I know it's funny, because we talked last time. And you're like, oh, I'm writing a book. I was like, oh, come back when the book comes out. And I yeah. bet, at least in my head, I thought I would have had quit this project by now. So it's a little <laughs> mind-blowing for me to be like, wow, I'm, it, it, my show still exists. <laughs> I mean, I know you'd finish the book because you're probably, you're like, you seem to be one of those people. Like, you get shit did. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm a procrastinator. The opposite of a procrastinator. I, like, do things a little too early sometimes. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, so it's coming out, actually, I don't know when this is, I guess this is airing later, but it's coming out tomorrow, September 29th, so it'll be out, um, and it's really exciting, it's being published by, uh, VIP Inc. Publishing, and, uh, uh, yeah, are they out of New Orleans? Yeah, they are. That's awesome, yeah. how, how did you get connected with them, because I, Literary World, I've, uh, since I've been talking, I've had a handful of authors on, and it's still just a world that no one, I, I don't seem, no one seems to understand how it works. <laughs> Yeah, actually, for this one, um, I, I was freelancing on a website called Fiverr for many years through high school, through college. I'm still on there. Um, and I would edit people's work. And VIP, when they were first getting established, they hired me to edit one of their books. And I, while I was writing this, I, I um, submitted a few chapters of this to them, and they really liked it, and they wanted to publish it. And uh, that was that. So that was how I met them, though, through editing um, one of their books originally a few years ago. Oh wow! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So then once I submitted a few chapters of this book, they liked it, and yeah. That, that's, yeah, you were the one that told me about Fiverr. I love that site. Yeah, it's awesome. I've been using it a ton, and then I've I've given it out to a a, a bunch of people. My father-in-law is like a copy editor, so that's like I gave it to him. I was like, you know, just need like some freelance side work when you're just if you ever need it it's just good to go on there it's such a great site and then but i bet you never thought when you signed up for it that you would end up getting a book deal from it i really didn't when i signed up i signed up to sing on there my mom said to me oh you you should try this site maybe you can get somebody to record one of your songs or something so i sang a few songs for people and then there was somebody looking for an editor for her book and i was still in high school but i was always reading and always writing, and I had a book released when I was in high school. I, I released it myself, though it was self-published. Um, so I fit her criteria, and um, that was how I got into editing books and articles and stuff on Fiverr. You can, it's funny because you're the the internet generation where like, like 
not me, but like my parents could never write a book and release it in yeah. high school. Like that could never happen until the last <laughs> like five, ten years. But I think it's you know people use that as a crutch, but like it only makes it harder because now you have five times the amount of competition to get out there. Oh yeah. But like that's yeah. so fucking cool. So in high school you were already like, you, have you always been a procrastinator? Yeah, um, yeah. pretty much. I, I like it's a type A minus personality because I will be so focused on one thing and just like do that, but then I'll just like throw my shoes somewhere, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, um, but yeah, always I liked getting things done early because then it takes a lot of pressure off. Yeah, absolutely. And have you, you, uh, God, so have you graduated college since you were here last, right? Yeah, I, um, wow. I graduated God, so a year much. early. Um, oh and my I, god, that's awesome. <laughs> thanks, yeah, and I started going for my master's now. I just started classes three weeks ago. Oh, how's grad school? It's really fun. Um, <laughs> it's not as bad as college was, because college, I commuted an hour each, mm-hmm. uh, every day, uh, each way, every day. Um, and classes were longer and stuff. This, it's nighttime. It's, you know, I like it better. It's a lot more do stuff at home and submit online kind of well, thing. Yeah, and and because you weren't doing all, you were doing college without the fun part, where like <laughs> hang out in dorms and just whatever. But like, because I did both. Like I commuted to school and then I lived in college, and it was a, living there is a way different experience. But like for someone like you, if you're a procrastinator, like nah, fuck this, I want to get my shit did. Yeah, yeah, pretty. I mean, my freshman year, I liked commuting because everybody else was living on campus and they couldn't have a car. So, hey, who was who made all the friends being the designated driver? But um, yeah, me that, too. that got kind of old, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then you'll actually uh, have a degree and make money one day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unlike some of us. <laughs> what is your uh, master's? What did you go in for master's for? I'm going actually for publishing. Um, oh, my God, that's awesome. Yeah. Because, so, yeah, work experience is such a, a, a vital part. Like, I know, have met people who are, like, overly qualified like education wise but then had they spent all their time in school they never worked even like summer jobs so all of a sudden they're like late 20s and they're got three degrees but they can't find a job because they have no zero experience but that's also yeah, a lesson actually, anyone out there so- don't get three degrees in a row like get a degree and then get a higher level degree don't just get three masters it's stupid yeah yeah i i I'm still, I, I just met somebody who has two doctorates and two masters, and it's amazing, but at the same time, I'm like, whoa. Why? Um, yeah. I, yeah. Mean, I guess, I guess, I guess it depends on the field, right? Cause I guess I've heard of people, what is it, the JD, the Juro Doctorial, or? Yeah. Some people, like I had a friend, a friend of mine who had an engineering degree and then got a law degree, so that way they could be like a patent lawyer. Okay. So I guess yeah. if the, I, I guess if you have the time and the money and you just really like school, go for it. But yeah. <laughs> but this isn't life advice. This is a. <laughs> yeah. That's, well, so, the the money is another thing, and um, I actually was thinking about going to law school before I went to um, my master's. I took my LSATs, did all that, oh, and wow. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, uh, I'm gonna go for my master's instead. Oh yeah, but I mean, if you're doing publishing and eventually you combine that with law, that's that's a whole world right there too. Yeah. Do you ever? Because I mean, if you don't, if because uh, you seem to have the performer, the performance aspect in you. Like, if that doesn't pan out, does that ever the back of your mind, like entertainment lawyer or something like that? Um, it was for a really long time. Um, when I was younger, I mean, I thought that I was going to be a medical malpractice attorney, and then I did think maybe entertainment law. But um, at at this point, I 
don't think so. But that that is a really interesting field. Yeah, yeah. But now I think you got the bug where you have the performance gene too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which, which I, is I, good though. Yeah. Uh, so what is uh, like? Uh, I read on your I was reading your website. So you've been working on this book for two years. So what was the? Uh, give people a little tease of what the your book's about. Yeah, um, it's called Notes Never Sent, and it's an inspirational book. VIP publishes a lot of inspirational books, and it's about the things that you wouldn't say to people, like in person, kind of thanking them through letters or writing how they've inspired you through letters, um, the small things that you wouldn't otherwise think of. Like there was this hairdresser who would go down to um, cut a little girl's hair because she was afraid to go to the hair salon herself, so he would actually come down to her and cut her hair at, you know, um, instead of making her go to the hair salon. Like, just little, just little sweet things that people do. Yeah. And the stuff that gets overlooked I, so I often. I just described that. Uh, yeah. Oh, what were you saying? Yeah. No, uh, so, yeah, um, that's, that's pretty much what it's, uh, it's a lot of anecdotes, um, told through letters, and then, um, I put, like, some zuhitsus, and there's some, like, weird forms also. Of storytelling in there. Oh my god, that's awesome! And so, have you, have you you were working on this while in school? Oh yeah, um, I I would go to the school library, work on my schoolwork, and then like write a part of the book. That's awesome. So you just had I love the the drive and the determination you have on it. It's that's so great because like what's that that Oprah quote? Hard there's no such thing as luck. It's just uh, hard work. Yeah. Um, oh god, I'm I'm screwing the whole thing up. Is the opportunity plus luck equals success, something like that. Or hard work plus luck equals... That when... sounds about right. Yeah, I'm getting like half of it. It's like when hard work <laughs> meets like opportunity... Luck is just when uh, hard work meets opportunity, I think oh. is the quote, as I was trying to say. Because, like, yeah. you know, you always... Like, I remember reading this great interview with Amy Poehler and someone, some jackass reporter was like, how does it feel to be an overnight sensation when she got on <laughs> SNL? She's like, work your ass off every day for 10 years. That's how it feels. Like, yeah, because a lot of times by the time you see someone's success, you you know, you don't know the backstory, which is why I love like listening to like podcasts. Because sometimes you like have this vision of an actor, or musician, or a writer, and then you're like, oh, there was a real struggle, or absolutely more multi-dimensional than you you can you can know. And I, I, my I example is always Brian Cranston. I mean, oh my god, but, yeah, like to go from Seinfeld, where I mean he wasn't really known, Malcolm the Mill, he still wasn't too well known. Like just all the and even before he landed on there, I mean, it took a lot of trying and effort. Yeah, like a real character actor. Yeah, yeah. Just, I, mean, just I loved to... Malcolm in the Middle. It's still one of my favorite shows, but I think it was really underrated. But he wasn't even, like, the main guy. He wasn't Malcolm. Right, right. So, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's somebody that everybody, oh, he, he's such a big actor. Like, um, almost an overnight sensation. But, no, I mean, you can watch his journey to that superstardom dating all the way back to the early 90s oh and then uh the guy who played mike on breaking bad i uh yeah work was telling me today that they recognized him from something from like the 60s or 70s yeah there's uh there's an internet meme on that and uh i can't remember what it was but i just saw that too and it's kind of funny because he always had that old man look even when he was a young guy it's hilarious i know your breaking bad was so cool because i used a lot of character actors like people i didn't really recognize and then i look up like uh the guy who played gus was like he was at Comic-Con of... last year. That was awesome. Oh, he was? Yeah. Did you go to yeah. New York Comic-Con? Yeah. Oh, I, didn't yeah. Go... I didn't do... We were going to go last to New York, but then it, like, sold out. But then 
I'm going to go to the Rhode Island one this year, but the New York one I heard is pretty good. Yeah, the New it's, York one was awesome. It's huge, I know. Uh, I love Comic-Con. I went once. I didn't get to go last year, but I'm going to go this year. I bought my tickets for once. I, I'm proud of myself. Yeah. And I... I remember going and having way more fun because I, I like that stuff, but I'm not like I don't cosplay and I'm not like super super into it, but I'm totally into it because like, <laughs> I think with that stuff people are like way deeply into it, and I'm like no no no. I mean like I, I really enjoy it, but like yeah, I, I'm yeah. so excited. The, the coolest one I saw a guy dressed up like Doc Ock and he had like the eight arms and everything. I got a picture with him. That was oh cool. yeah, you got it. That's fucking amazing. <laughs> yeah, I saw someone dressed as uh, Raphael from Ninja Turtles, like the, the the puppet version from the oh, that's the cool. movies. It was like, yeah. oh my god! <laughs> yeah, I love. I um, who was at New York Comic Con when you went? Like, did you see? Because like the New York one's real big now. I know they have like some yeah. live tapings of Nerdist and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't go to a lot. I don't think I went to any Q and A's because the lines were just so long and. Mm. Um, but I saw the weirdest one I probably saw was from Willy Wonka, Mike TV. Like he, was, <laughs> he had a little booth and it was, yeah, that was probably uh, the funniest one. So I got to say hi to him and he was like, you want a picture? <laughs> it was, that was, that was so awkward. They're trying to sell you the pictures and it's like yeah. 30 bucks. And I'm like, no. Yeah. yeah. No. Oh my God. I felt really like, how, how do you say no to Mike TV? I did, but it was really weird. <laughs> I don't want to pay $30. It's, right? I know. Because I'm kind of weird. Like, I want, like, an experience. Like, I really want to just, like, become friendly with everyone. So, like, yeah. I saw Phil Lamar, and I, like, he's, like, a voice actor guy. Who he's from Mad TV. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Good call, yeah. Mad TV. <laughs> like, one of those people, like, I just, like, from listening to tons of podcasts, like, he's uh, Hermes on Futurama. And, like, I was like, oh, I just want to be your friend. But, <laughs> like, you feel like this familiarity with people that even though you know you don't know them. Right. I was like, but I don't want to give you $30 because that's a lot of money. Exactly. Yeah, you know, I was annoyed because my big purchase there was my phone was dead, so I had to buy uh, a backup battery for it, and they charged me like 50 bucks for it. Oh. And that that was like, that was my big purchase. And then, weirdly enough, I got a nerd Hello Kitty doll, like, oh, thing. <laughs> I, <bought laughs> I didn't Hello even Kitty. know they would sell Hello Kitty stuff there. Oh, of course And then posters, so. I bought a uh, Muppet fan art. I love the fan art section. Yeah, and I was trying to buy a Breaking Bad fan art, but I came across this Muppets one. I was like, oh, I, <laughs> I, I have to have that. It was so oh, cool. Yeah, it was fun. I'm really excited for it. I think who I don't, the big one in the Rhode Island. This one in, it's in November is, uh, oh, Carrie Fisher is, and a bunch of Star Trek people are going to be there. So I'm yeah. really because the the year I went to the Rhode Island one was a year there was a shooting at the LAX airport, so all of the guests had to cancel. So, like, the day of, they had to scramble and put together these panels, which was cool because, like, there was no one in those panels. But there were some cool people. There was some guy from Doctor Who, which I don't really watch, but my wife was obsessed with. Yeah, I, I went with somebody who was obsessed with Doctor Who, so I learned a lot about Doctor Who that day. Yeah. There's a lot of Doctor Who stuff there. People, I don't know if we're allowed to say this, but Doctor Who fans are kind of annoying. <laughs> They're super-duper fans. Yeah, not just people who like the show, because that's cool. But I live with, like, a true Whovian, and it <laughs> it can get a little annoying in their fandom. I'm like, I don't care. And because they all have to – and I, I respect it, but they all hate the new Doctor every year. Like, they do the same – it's like I've had to live through this, like, three Doctors in a row where there's a new Doctor, and they're sad that the old ones go, and the new one's terrible. And then by the time <laughs> they like them, they leave. It's like, you watch a show with a rotating main character. Just fucking get used to it. <laughs> 
I just mean this in love because like there's there's something so fun about getting way too involved in TV. Like I I just love it so much. Like it's yeah. one of my favorite parts of life. Like this time of year when all the new shows come back, I get really excited. American Horror Story. Cannot wait for that. I've never done that. I'm too afraid of anything scary, so I've never watched it. But everyone says it's so good. I'm rewatching all the episodes with my mom right now, and oh, I love they're, a good rewatch. Yes, there because I'm seeing it through her eyes too. But it's amazing. The se- like even better the second time through. It's... Is there any stuff that you notice that like, because I, I watched. Uh, if you anyone listen who's watched Breaking Bad once, go back pick like a an episode you remember really well, and like especially season four watch like the last second to last episode you will see so much foreshadowing for the fucking way that season four ended that you didn't see the first time mm. do you notice that in american horror story like there must be little totally. hints and stuff. i love yeah. that you go back you're like oh and like my mom gets all these theories about like what's going on and it's just kind of like you have to smugly smile like mm, yep, she's mm-hmm. kind of right but not really yeah our friend um well show i don't know do you ever watch the mindy project no. I cannot believe how funny it is. Season one's a little touch and go, but by season two, they find their footing, and it's really fucking good, and our friend is watching it, and she's one of those people who likes to uh, just, I don't know, they, I don't know, people have to jump to the ending, and she gets everything so wrong. <laughs> but that's <laughs> yeah. credit to Mindy Project, because it zigs where, it, whatever you think is going to happen, they do something different, which is what I kind of really like about that show. Well, I love The Office, and I know she was a writer on that, too. Yeah. So, Mindy Project, I'm sure I should check that. That's she, yeah, I, no, I used to not really like Mindy Kaling for a long time. And well, then, she was annoying on The Office. She was yeah. like, no. She, oh, my, she really, Ryan! <laughs> yeah. And I love The Office up to a certain season, but then, did you watch Parks and Rec, too? Yeah. So, yeah. I was at a, just talking to, at a party the other night with someone, and we decided that we like Parks and Rec better than The Office. No, I it's love the good, office. But not, but, you can't. No, no. The office. Well, the office gets to a point where I, I I stop watching after season five or six. Yeah, when Michael leaves in season seven, I mean a lot. I gave up at first too, and then I went back like after the show was already off the air, and I should I try it like because I did watch the last episode. Yeah, and it cause... made me really emotional. <laughs> yeah, because your hopes are already so low, so they definitely exceed your hopes, even though it's not the same show that it was in the earlier seasons. It's still really good. I know. Um, <laughs> Look at it for its own merits. There it's, was it's supposed good. to be a spinoff with uh, Rain Wilson and yeah, the guy who played farm. Badger. Yeah, that never True happened. Farm. That would have been hilarious. Yeah, they, they never wound up doing it, but Mose was hilarious. And Mose was actually a writer on there, too. Oh, yeah, he's the executive producer and creator of Parks and Rec. Yeah. And um, what's his face? And he his works on his brother's uh, famous too. His brother isn't his brother that guy uh, from Children's Hospital. Uh, he was in Hot Tub Time Machine. Oh really? Yeah. How do you know that? Cordial. Yeah. No, what's his face? I don't remember his name. It's. I know. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't know I that. I can picture it. Like he, he, yeah. But yeah, so that crazy. guy. It's so weird when you hear about like famous siblings. I'm like, what? What? Yeah. My, my brother and I aren't famous. <laughs> you got one of them. I loved. Um, because yeah, you're also, I know, like, uh, you, uh, what is it, a community contributor to Entertainment Weekly, and yeah. you, and I was looking at your site, you, you definitely have added the list of writing places, websites you've done for since we last talked, because I remember looking at it before, and it was, like, really impressive, and I was like, oh my god, there's, like, seven more sites on here, so you've still been doing the writing, too. 
Yeah, um, I, I enjoy writing. Um, and interviewing. I was so, that was so fucking cool. Yeah, that was it. Um, I think we talked about last time that I was going to start writing about It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, but then I got to actually interview some people from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, and that was so fun. How did that come about? Um, well, actually, tell people who, uh, for people who don't know what we're talking about, you should maybe explain who you interviewed more, because I think they're going to be quite impressed. Yeah, uh, David Hornsby, he plays cricket on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Um, and uh, the director I also interviewed of It's Always Sunny. And uh, he was really nice, really funny. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I got to interview for that because just I was writing the recaps for the show. And then uh, they reached out to them and let me interview them. So that was pretty fun. That's so cool. And, <laughs> and was that by phone or was that email or? Yeah, that was phone, actually. I actually got to talk to Cricket. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah, because I was reading your interviews, and then I was like, wow, this is really good. Like, that's – I love I love all the opportunities that it can exist out there for people who put their minds to it and have a skill. Yeah, right? Yeah. And, and writing is, like, one of the hardest things – like, art is, like, one of the hardest things to make money at. Oh, I know, yeah. Do you watch Difficult People on Hulu? I've never even heard of that. It's really funny. It's Craig, who was on the last season of Parks and Rec. Yeah. Uh, I forgot his name. Billy Eschner? Because I've never seen Billy on the street, but I heard it's good. And Joey Klausner. But, like, they're, like, struggling comedians, and they're just really shitty people, which is funny. (laughs) But her job is, like, writing TV recaps. That's how she makes money, is writing TV recaps. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, there's people out there who actually do that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, TV recaps are getting huge. Like it started when I started writing the TV recaps for Entertainment Weekly, they they were pretty much the only ones who did. I mean, maybe there were a few more, but now it's like you even go on to, um, I think BuzzFeed even does them. I mean, like yeah. everybody's doing recaps now. I, and and it's like, I feel like the recaps are being released within like the hour of its airing. Like I mean, yeah. it's, that's how it's, I would do it. Like when I write for uh, write about South Park. I take my notes while the show is on, type it up, do it, and we get it out like an hour, honestly, an hour, an hour and a half after the yeah. show. Because I always see it the next morning, I'm like, last night South Park. I'm like, I don't want it to be ruined. But then I do know that I've noticed, uh, and any network is listening, I will end up watching an episode of a show based off recaps that I read now. It's mm-hmm. almost like I need to know what it's about before I tune in. Like, because it does better yeah. than the little description on Hulu or Netflix, which are sometimes oh, comical. Yeah, no, oh, definitely. That, that's fun, too. If you read the recap of something that you saw, I like to do that, too. Oh, that's like, fun, too. You're like, hey, you got that Survivor. Right I always do that for Survivor. They're, <laughs> they're, they're pretty entertaining. Oh, God. <laughs> Survivor. I used, to, I used to love the first season. Then I stopped. I've seen, like, every season since I was seven years old. That, that's, that's a family tradition, though. We have Survivor Night where um, my mom makes a big dinner, and while well, they're all starving on the island, we have a big <laughs> It's great. Very Hunger Games-esque. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. But uh, that's pretty, that's awesome. I, <laughs> is it still on? Oh, yeah. They ju- a new season just started on Wednesday. They brought back a bunch of fan favorites. The fans actually voted on who they wanted to see on the island. Is my boy Richard and- back? No. Um, he was, he, he, uh, well, he went to jail. Isn't he in jail? Yeah, I think he's still in jail. Yeah, my wife knew his son. Oh, really? But not from anything. I don't, I don't know how. <laughs> well, I mean, it, yeah, because he was from Rhode Island, but it was before I lived here. And the, the other woman, Elizabeth Hasselbeck, was from here. Okay. I, uh, yeah, I don't know them at all. But, <laughs> <laughs> it, it, you know, when you live in, like, 
Rhode Island's like a small state, so it's almost like a small town where everyone feels like they know each other. So everyone here that you meet who grew up here somehow has a tie to one of those two. <laughs> oh, rip shit. I'm like, I don't, I don't care. It's a little bit, same thing with the jersey thing. Like, oh, yeah. The other, the other day, I was at school, and one of my classmates was like, oh, something with, P- oh, she's like, Peter Dinklage just won an Emmy. He's a jersey guy. Good for him. It's like, always, <laughs> we always hear that. Like uh, Everyone's oh. from Jersey, too. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's funny. Pauly D is actually from here, too. So I, I've heard many of the stories about everyone knows Pauly D from the Jersey Shore. Oh, that's too funny. None of those Jersey Shore people are from Jersey, which is, I think, Oh, no. Thank goodness. You guys can have them. Sorry about that, people. <laughs> Dink, I didn't know Peter Dinklage was from you. I loved. I only really because I, I don't watch Game of Thrones, but I uh, I remember him from Elf, and then I didn't know he yes. was such an incredible actor. He was in so many things. It's crazy. He was very I just good. Saw, I just saw. I don't remember what it was, but it was an indie movie where he played um, a brother of. So, uh, wow, I don't even remember the plot, but it was like, whoa! I can't believe he's in this. Yeah, he's one of those people who just pops up everywhere. You're like, oh, my God. Because, you know, once one finds their fame, you start to notice it. Like, I've been rewatching old episodes of Veronica Mars, and it's okay. so funny to see people on there before they kind of get their big break or something. You're like, oh. Or I was even watching an old episode of Third Rock from the Sun and just seeing, like, little baby Joseph Gordon-Levitt. <laughs> yeah. Or the opposite is, like, you kind of see the guest star at the time. So, like, in one episode of Third Rock from the Sun I was watching, the guest star was an actress from Step by Step, which, you know, uh, not a show that held up by any means, but it was probably popular that year on the same network. I was like, yeah. so it was like a big crossover, but then I watched it. I was like, if you didn't watch Step by Step, you don't get this reference at all. It's just <laughs> Exactly. Useless. It's the same thing with Full House. I mean, Full House actually did hold up, but when yeah. you see their guest stars, there's that one with Tommy Page, and I was like, is that even a real singer? Is that a real pop star? Is, like, is I don't, that real? I don't know who that is. I, I'm pretty sure he was, and they like made such a big deal. He like sang at Stephanie's birthday, oh, and God, they're all, yeah. like, Tommy Page! You're like, oh, yeah. And like, yeah. Saved by the Bell would always have Casey Kasem, and uh, I'm like, yeah, you know, yeah. that's more for our parents. <laughs> exactly. I, I, are you excited for Fuller House? I wish I could say no, but I actually am. I, I mean, am too. I just, yeah. I, I, good? I have every single episode of Full House on DVD. I've seen every episode like three times. I can recite every single episode, every line. I mean, like. Yeah, I used to watch that a ton. Yeah. Like a ton. Remember when great. Michelle falls off the horse? Oh, Oof. my God. Well, that's that's the season. That's the series finale. That episode. That was the finale. So I haven't watched it. So does she die? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they have a funeral for her. It was a very, really fucked up. very brutal ending. I don't know how they're going to bring her back in Fuller House. Well, I know they're not coming back from Fuller House, I read. Yeah, well, then they said that they might. They, they've been flip-flopping a little bit, so. Maybe they're trying to give us a surprise. Because sometimes the internet can ruin everything when you're like, yeah, everyone like, has signed on for this show, and they're doing this amount of episodes, and this, this, and exactly. that. Exactly. Like, they they said the same thing about Steve Carley. They said he wasn't going to come back for the office, the finale, and then there he was. So Yeah, I know. I remember that. reading that they kept it so tight-lipped that people who worked there that day didn't know he was going to be there. They didn't want the surprise to get ruined at all. Yeah, but it was such a surprise because I watched it like with in real time, and I was like blown away when he came out. And, like, yeah, that was awesome. People were like, "Why wasn't it more about Michael?" It's like it wasn't about Michael. It's just like you know, you just gotta. He got the life he always wanted with Holly, and it was just oh, it, it was, was perfect. perfect. It was perfect. He has two phones for his kids. Two phones. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I miss The Office. Is the show I go back and watch like all. That's like yeah. just comfort food. Is like The Office. 
Definitely. Because oh, the, the thing, too, you can now at this point, I've seen The Office so many times, I could just listen to it and picture mm-hmm. exactly what's going on. I could do that with Full House, too, Twilight Zone. Those are the shows that you Twilight you just, Zone, really? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Good for I, you. <laughs> I've been obsessed with the Twilight You know, some okay, this is where the Twilight Zone obsession gets really freaky. Um, I bought the scripts to, like, every episode, and I have them all in book form, and I've, like, read the scripts. And this this is 13-year-old Marissa that was completely <laughs> just ridiculously obsessed with the Twilight Zone. I had a teacher in eighth grade. I don't know how he worked it into the curriculum, but he made us watch Twilight Zone somehow. I don't remember why. And <laughs> To this day, I'm thankful for it because that was such a like an eye opener. They're into, incredible. Like, into the media, I was like, whoa. Yeah. And then I remember I could re- catch like Simpsons references. Uh huh. Because <laughs> the Simpsons always would reference it, and I would never know what it was. Yeah. There's that Robot book. Chicken does too, and uh, yeah. Mad TV. I just saw an episode of Mad TV, and I hadn't realized that they actually were spoofing the Twilight Zone. It was really funny. Where do you see Mad TV? Is that is that available somewhere? I missed that show. Um, I have it on DVD, and oh, nice. actually, they have um, on YouTube, they have, uh, like, Mad TV playlists, so I keep that playing in the background. But uh, you know what's sad about Mad TV on DVD? They only have seasons one, two, three, and then, like, the best of available, and there were a lot of great seasons of that. I remember watching that at one point, liking it more than SNL, which yeah, ultimately probably loses the battle, but, like, I remember really liking Mad TV, like, the uh, Will Sasso years I remember really well. Yes. And, yeah. Um, oh, what was the little Asian woman's name? Like, no. Miss um, Miss Swan. Yeah. Yeah. And she Stuart. I think like, in high school, like I remember Stuart was like a thing we would do. Like, no. no. Stop. Yeah. Like, and then like I know like. What I can do. <laughs> yeah, that was a big one too. Look what I can do. Look what I can do. Uh, then I know Key and Peele came out of Mad TV. And that's uh, that. I'm so sad that's off the air. I had that I on. Today. Such a great show. It was. It's, uh, I know, I, it, it was so fucking good, but <laughs> they're both doing so much. I just learned, yeah. I, I don't care about celebrity couples, but I did learn that Chelsea Peretti and Jordan Peele are dating, and I was like, oh my god, I just want to hang right. out with them for dinner and laugh my ass off, because they're like two of my favorite people. <laughs> I think yeah. they're both, I saw her do stand-up one time, it was one of the funniest things I've ever saw in my life. She oh, really? Opened, yeah, she opened up for Aziz Ansari, and, I, oh. and he was incredible as well, so I was like, yeah. but man, was she funny mm-hmm. and you know she wrote for parks and rec and now she's on brooklyn 99 which i just adore yeah i don't like that i i don't know i never got into brooklyn 99 but maybe because i'm just judging from the early episodes yeah i love it but there's also a lot of things that everyone loves that i don't love so i was like yeah and there's also so much on tv i don't care anymore if i don't get into something i was like i got i, I still have, i need to watch mr robot still Mr. Robot, that sounds really familiar. On USA, it was like a big surprise hit, and I didn't get to watch it. I didn't have USA, but then I just got the app on my T- Apple TV, but then I started watching Playing House, which was taking up some time, but which is really good as well. USA has some quality either. programming. Because uh, Keegan-Michael Key is on that, too. Like, oh, really? That guy's on everything, which I had no idea. He was on, like, Key and Peele. He was in that movie, um, Tomorrowland. He was in that. He played an alien in Tomorrowland. Oh, yeah, I saw that movie. And it was <laughs> so kind of, weird. I was like, why are you here? <laughs> yeah. Aren't, aren't you busy? <laughs> but he's so funny. His episode of, uh, he's one of those, my, member, my wife and I were driving to visit my parents in Connecticut, and we listened to, it's like a long episode of You Made It Weird, Pete Holmes, that he was on. And, like, <laughs> we liked it. Sometimes we'll quote the episode of the podcast he was on, because, like, 
He was just so funny. Oh, that's Not even like a show, which a show I also, I've um, that uh, that skit they do, the sketch of uh, the TSA, when they're like a bunch of terrorists in a cave trying to figure out how to commit a terrorist act on the USA, but they can't figure out how to get things past the TSA. Yeah, <laughs> I like remember emailing my father-in-law and my uh, my wife's uncle, and the three of us having this long thread of just laughing. So, like all three of us have different levels of like what we consider funny. And we that was something we all like I think people like who love Monty Python and people who love like lowbrow bad stuff love Three Key because they're just like yeah yeah Three Stooges perfect and I I'm kind of in the middle because I like both but like that sketch yeah. was just <laughs> oh did you ever see the substitute teacher one like that one is just like <laughs> well there were a few substitute teachers there's yeah. the one where he mispronounces everyone's name A A Ron A A Ron I think that's one of my, <laughs> co- my my I, my buddy and work uh, work and I we do that with each other. I'm like, hey, hey, Dom, are you? <laughs> See, Riss? <laughs> and then you just hear, Jay Quellen. <laughs> That's hilarious, yeah. God, yeah, those two, they're funny. They did it with three seasons know, done. Yeah, it's really sad, but I still remember Keegan-Michael Key, when I was like nine years old, he hosted this show called Pet Star on the Animal Planet. Wow, that's It's a just deep so weird. Like, that's the same guy. I had no like, idea he, he about watched, that. Yeah, it was these people would bring their talented animals on, like their their dog would dance or like the the parrot would sing, and he would be like, "Wow, let's give it up for Bucky the dog. This is real great." Like, and that that was his job then. Do you remember Mad TV when uh, Will Sasso lost a bunch of weight? And yeah, I remember they did a skit where they didn't think he didn't think he'd be funny anymore. Yeah. So he runs to the studio and eats a bunch of food, and then comes out in a fat suit. Yeah. Well, then he wound up. Di- then he played Curly in the the Three Stooges movie too. That was after that, but was that good? I didn't see it. I wanted to. I didn't to. see it either. Even though Larry David was in it, and even though he was in it, I couldn't bring myself to see that. I know there was because I love the Stooges. My dad and I would watch that as kids. Well, he would be an adult. I'd be a kid, obviously. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that came out wrong. But yeah, but I um, I remember. So, yeah, but wasn't there two versions? Because the Fairly Brothers did one. And yeah. Did someone else do another? Because I like them, but sometimes they're kind of hit or miss too. Exactly. Like Dumb and Dumber was my favorite movie of all time for oh, the longest yeah. time because they're they're great. But then uh, Dumb and Dumber, Dumb and whatever. Dumber that's too Dumber or whatever. Oh, it was so bad. Yeah, I'm like, ah. Uh. And I, I remember... saw it in the movies. It was the honestly one. It was depressingly bad. And that's I watched uh, Netflix had a Dumb and Dumber unrated version or something like yeah a, a different version of the original cut. So they extended it, maybe only by like twenty minutes, but yeah. that twenty minutes changed the entire tone of the movie, and it sucked. <laughs> like yeah. there was a weird, like kind of uh, meanness to it, and there was a strong homoerotic undertone. All oh in my... like twenty minutes, they cut. It's amazing what editing could do. Because yeah. I, I love Dumb and Dumber. That oh, it's the best. God, there's like a few movies I would put on in college to do homework to. I would have like. Dumb and Dumber and Tommy Boy, and just, like, because I could just, like, I watched them so many times, I just didn't need to watch it. Yeah, exactly. That's, like, The Office. Yeah. The, but, um, yeah, Big Daddy's streaming. another one that I, yeah. I do that with, like, oh, I have yeah. And I, I watched that recently. It was on HBO Go one night. We're like, oh, yeah. I remember <laughs> Adam Sandler, too. Like, I don't know what happened to that guy. But oh. I guess everyone, I had an argument that nothing ever happened to him. He was always just... He, I grew up and he didn't. I guess his work is always geared to like twelve-year-old boys. Yeah, you know, I, I guess. But you look back at like movies before two thousand seven. There is definitely a difference. Like it's definitely more toilet humor. I think. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, like, Big like, Daddy had some was So good. 
Little Nicky? Yeah, that is one of my favorite movies. And nobody likes that movie. It, it was so fucking good. I right? love that And the that soundtrack. Movie. I discovered more music from that soundtrack. Yeah, I, I that won that online somehow. The what? The soundtrack? Yeah. I, yeah, they had that on iTunes. I remember I won the soundtrack from Rolling Stone on a, like a contest. First That's thing I ever won online. That's, <laughs> but like, cause I, but I remember like really liking that movie. Yeah. And I loved, and I loved, um, and then he did like Punch Drunk Love. Funny People was really fucking good. I yeah. mean, it was long, but it was very good. <laughs> well, it was an epitaph film. But then, um, I love Fifty First Dates. It's fucking amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty funny. And then, I'm, but then I saw like, I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry or something about the gay firemen. And you're just like, yeah. Ah. Yeah, that one was still, it was going downhill, but growing ups is what did it for me. That it was just like, okay, this guy's done. It was and that, then my mom it was and that I bad. saw because I was, didn't see it. I didn't like it. it. A lot of people liked it. Um, but then Grown Ups, too, like, there's no arguing. That was just horrible. My mom and I saw that in the movies because the movie we wanted to see, we couldn't see. And it was just so bad. Like, I don't even know who the audience was for it because they had all these 80s, like, let's go back and look at the 80s kind of. Like, they had a costume party where you had to dress as your favorite 80s character. But if you're trying to. Uh, get 12 year old boys to be your target audience they're not going to get these 80s references so I don't even know who the target audience was for it it was just really ugh, bad no I, I know exactly what you mean <laughs> that, that does happen did you see Hot Top Time Machine yes which was surprisingly good yeah you know I liked it I, I didn't see the sequel yet but um, I'm not going to yeah, see it yeah I did the first time I saw it, I, I was like, oh, it's okay. And then the second time, I'm like, this is pretty funny. It was like, oh, it's a stupid plot device to make a John Cusack movie in the 80s. I'm, <laughs> I'm happy. But, like, yeah. grown-ups, because sometimes, like, those movies, the thing about the, that industry is so strange is the stuff I think is the biggest piece of garbage is the stuff that ends up making the most money. Right. <laughs> so, like, grown-ups, too, probably made a boatload of money while, like, a piece of, like, something we would love, like, floundered. Yeah. Well, I mean, look yeah, at, like, like, Jurassic Park, I, I'm people are probably gonna like kill me i didn't like it like we saw in the movies i did not like that and that the was new the one the summer. yeah it was fun it, was... it wasn't a good story yeah exactly there was no story they didn't resolve anything those i don't know what happened to those two boys like it was just yeah. it was just and... over yeah i don't like how that then they make movies now just to make the second one like Hunger Games got split into two, and the way oh, the, there was no reason for that. Yeah, and the way it ended was just like oh. it just got. Did, did you, I think, I think I saw Divergent, and that was like the same thing. Like it did the whole movie, and it just ends like make a whole separate film, and then they can tie themselves together. But don't make it so like you gotta wait a year to see what happens next. Like I don't like yeah. that. No, Lord of the Rings, the first one they did that, where they're like throwing it in the thing. That was the first time I ever remember seeing that. Where I just got really frustrated, like. Really? I know. It's just like, at least make a whole... How bad do you have to be to make... Like, the, the last Hunger Games movie, they could have made a whole movie out of around that story. Yeah. And then started a new story. It doesn't need to take place the second after it ended. Exactly. I don't like... I don't like that at all. And I found that last Hunger Games a little bit boring. I Because really... it was a part one of a part two. Yeah, same here. You're yeah. like, when's the good stuff? And right when it got good, it ended. Yeah, number one, number two, they were really good, and I did yeah. not expect to like it because I normally don't like those young adult. No, novels. me neither. It's the first young adult films I saw that I that I a no, I saw them and I liked them, and yeah. then I was like, all right, I'm gonna be ahead of the curve for once. I'm gonna go see Divergent because it looks awesome, and it was terrible. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see that one. So I, I just felt bad. like they were ripping off. Uh, well, the, yeah, the first like of the I, I don't remember exactly. It's a two-hour movie. 
and at least an hour and 15 minutes is set up training, and then there's about 45 minutes of action, and then it ends. Gosh. That, you know, that's like Fantastic Four. Oh, it was, I did not it was, see it, but the director did not like it. Yeah, there was so much controversy around that, and it honestly wasn't very bad. What it was, was they set it up so much, like half the movie was them training and getting their powers and everything, that by the time they get them, it was just kind of done. I mean, there was one little fight scene thing at the end. It wasn't... But it was, it was actually a pretty enjoyable movie. Did you ever see that meme on the internet? They're like, the it's like a... I don't know what it is, but it's like the moment you realize that the Fantastic Four has already been done and it's a picture of the Incredibles and then it breaks down how each Incredible had the same powers of a character from Fantastic yeah, Four. Yeah, it is true, though. I was like, oh, my God! Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I really love that movie, and I'm, I'm very excited for the second one. Yeah, they're coming out with all these new Pixar sequels. Finding Dory is what I'm excited about. Yeah, I was just at a restaurant, and they had, like, a fish tank, and they had, like, a, uh, a clownfish or whatever Dory was the whole time. I was like calling him that and my wife's like you're an adult just stop like, no it's that's what they're called that's hilarious are, are you um did you watch the new muppets show yet no oh this is so good <laughs> you know george carlin once said am i the only person who doesn't find the muppets funny and he's not i i don't get it oh yeah <laughs> their, their whimsy got me when i was young and i'm just i'm still uh, with it but the new yeah. show is cool because it's 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 not it's like a very landy Kind of reminds me of like the Larry Sanders show, but with Muppets. So it's okay. not it's not you going off the trope of that, but uh, good old Georgie Carr. Yeah, <laughs> his daughter is a great comedian as well. Oh really? I, I think she has a book out. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, you know, we went back and we watched the old Saturday Night Saturday Night Lives, and they would have the Muppets guest on there, and oh god, like the uh, the old the first season. Yeah. Yeah, that isn't that like kind of strange seeing that lineup. You're like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, then you have Simon and Garfunkel come out. Like it was just a total mix. They have George Carlin come out. Then you have the Muppets. Then you have Simon and Garfunkel. It's like, what's going on here? And then they have Meatloaf. I think that might have been season two though. But, but, yeah, but yeah, but then even and all this is like, and then you have like uh, Bill Murray, Chevy Chase, yeah. <laughs> Gilda Radner, Jane Curtin, uh, yeah. remember. Ackroyd. It just these like legends before they're legends. Exactly. I know. Oh man, I, I feel like as all I ever do is talk about TV, and sometimes people at work think it's weird. I'm like, I don't know. I, just, I like stuff. I go outside, but it's about to be fucking cold for th the next four months, and I'm not going to uh, leave my house that much. Looking forward to that. I'm already like disappointed in it. Like I'm already mad about it. Like I, I'm already afraid of. I'm already traumatized from the winter of last year. It was right. so bad. I was just saying that it was cold even in March. Like it was really brutal. I went to a wedding in April or March, and it snowed a week before the wedding and this a week after the wedding. Oh, goodness. And it was in Jersey. And they got lucky. Like, they got good weather the day of and then snowed the same day the next week. Wow. It was like that part of Jersey no one knows they exist, like Sussex County. Yeah. Yeah. It was a beautiful wedding. But, like, there was, like, actual fear. They're like, oh, my God, it, it, it might snow on my wedding in March. Can you fucking yeah. believe that? That is crazy. That's scary. Like, ugh. And it didn't, I know, it, it didn't go, like, we got no spring. It just went straight from fucking freezing to hot. Right, exactly. And now it's kind of going the same way this way. It's going from really, really, really hot, where it was like 80, 90 degrees, and now it's like 64 degrees. Yeah, there's no... Really fast. Oh, man. But it's a good time to be inside. Yeah. <laughs> oh, besides television, though, because I know you, you we, we're both a big TV fans, like, um... Do you like 
read a ton of books as well, since you're author, also an author? Yeah, um, I do. Uh, but I, you see, I like a lot of nonfiction. Mm-hmm. Um, Nonfiction's great. Yeah. That's actually uh, all I read. Really? Yeah, it, it is. It's. I just actually went to um, a library book sale on Saturday. I was the youngest person there by like 60 years. <laughs> and um, yeah, that, that was fun. I, I didn't find to make, I found this factoid book from 1987. That was awful. Thank goodness it was only 50 cents. I threw it out. But um, <laughs> things like that are always really fun. But if you want a book with a story, my go-to is always A Clockwork Orange. It's brilliant. It's And then anything by Chuck Palahniuk is also yeah. brilliant. Yeah. Um, I don't think I ever read non. I don't think I ever read fiction. Like I just, I never read Harry Potter. I never read. Yeah, I read the first two Harry Potters, and then, um, you know, a lot of the authors. I mean, a lot of the people who wrote the Twilight Zone episodes wrote books like Richard Matheson, who um, I Am Legend is based off. Based no off. Way. Of. Yeah. Um. So like his books are really really good. So really, my my genres of choice for books are 1960s sci-fi, like A Clockwork Orange and Richard Matheson, or Nonfiction and comedy, George Carlin, Bo Burnham. Bo Burnham has an awesome book. Uh, Dimitri Martin. That that book isn't really a reading book. That's more of just like, this is a diagram. Ooh, like Bo Burnham has a book? Bo Burnham has a brilliant, hilarious book. It's like all kinds of these ridiculous poems. It's it's called oh. Egghead. It's honestly one of my favorites. I'm going to so go good. see him in November. Get out. Yeah, he's on tour. I, he must be coming to where you are, too. Yeah, I think he he was. Yeah. Oh, he's one of my favorites. He's like definitely my top five favorite comedian. He, when I was in college, I was on that like board. We were the community action board, or I don't know, I forgot the name, but we were like the planning board people, and yeah. we had the chance to get Bo Burnham when he was still in his YouTube infancy. No. And whoever I was with in the board shot it down. Oh my god. Like no, he's not. Again, this is only because I was watching like my mom thinks I'm gay on YouTube. Being like, <laughs> This guy is going to be a fucking star. This is the funniest yeah. thing. I've, I've never seen musical comedy done so well. It's perfect, yeah. Because, I, my, my, yeah, I drew, God. Whenever I need something to listen to, my wife and I, in our long drives, we listen to, um, just put on him on Spotify. Yeah. Like, like his music stuff is is incredible, but then, like, just his his way with words is just... Right? Blows my mind. <laughs> like, he yeah. does these, like, great rap songs, and then he just, but they're so funny. They really are. He, he, and you have to listen to them. Like, if you look at my iTunes where it shows you how many times you play, like, I've played his songs 99 times, and every time you listen to it, you catch a new joke because there are so many in there. It's got that Arrested development where it's just, like, totally. layered and layered and layered. But it's, oh, what's the... There's one line. It's like, be careful where you sit because I treat my objects, objects like, like women. women. And it took me at least four times to hear that and be like, Oh my God, that's clever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, and that's like a, like a regular stand up. That's that will be a punchline that you could all sit and laugh at. But like with Bo Burnham, like there's no punch. Like he has to just throw it all out there. It all and is. You yeah, you really joke have to hear it. Joke. Yeah, yeah. Like, cause comedy's tough. Cause like stand up, it's like a magic trick. You hear it once, it's hilarious, and it's very rare you want to hear a joke twice. But Bo Burnham, man, I've watched words, words, words a few times on Netflix. Uh, yeah. And then he has the new special, well, not new anymore, it came out in the February of 2014, um, where it was, the, the newer one, it was a Netflix exclusive, it was so funny. Oh, yeah, I don't know the name of it, but it's just like, oh my god. Yeah. I love, I love Bo Burnham, you're just the man. 
Did you ever hear him when he was on WTF with Mark Maron? It was a really great episode. I did. You know, I was disappointed with that because he just, he sounded intim- intimidated. Yeah, Mark is a bit of a dick to him. He was. He really was. I felt, yeah, I felt bad for him. It was not the bow that you see on TV or on the specials. No, because I think he's like, you know, he came up in a, he got famous from the internet, which people didn't perceive it. There was a, like a good five years where no one's like, would would consider that real and they're like well you're a fucking idiot because it is and now those yeah. people are fucking taken over and yeah. it's it's you know it's just a take the old generation well in my day we didn't have no internet so it doesn't <laughs> count it's like well Bob burnham still fucking put the work in and he's hilarious and you should be jealous exactly and well that's people- probably it they probably are and that's yeah. why they're and i admit there's a lot of people on the internet i just don't know like i don't know a lot about the youtube generation people that's not i don't i mean i'm I just don't follow it, but right. it's I because I watched comedians in cars getting coffee and he had a uh, Miranda sings on there. I'd never heard of She's her. She's so funny. Yeah, it was a it was great. I was like, why is Jerry Seinfeld showing me YouTube stars? Good good job, Jerry, for sticking with <laughs> it. Like, but you yeah. know, I was like, I need to open my horizons more. Yeah, no, but Miranda so perfectly just satirizes every one of those narcissistic YouTube stars. I mean, she's like perfect. She's so funny. Yeah, and there are YouTube stars because I there are some I um I like the uh, what is it Grace Helbig and the uh, Hannah Hart and see Mary. I don't like I I great I I don't like Grace I like no I don't either but I she she gets to yeah I don't, I don't like watching YouTube stuff but I like when they're on at midnight but I have known people who are uh, super I, super into them but like I'm like eh, but I, not everything's for everyone but. I think she. Yeah. I like I like Mary, uh, Mary, Mary Hart the best. I thought she was the funniest of the three of them. Yeah, I. That name isn't ringing a bell, but okay, yeah. I don't know if she's famous. I just not. She's been on At Midnight, so that's the only reason I knew her. That's another great. I love the hashtag wars. That's so oh, like, fun. I, sometimes it makes go to sleep hard because like I know it comes out at midnight and I happen to look at Twitter. I'm like, uh, what is everyone yeah. doing? <laughs> and if you follow the right people, like there's some good. And I I yeah. try. Mike Lords is one of my favorite people on Twitter because he's so good at that game. And Tommy Campbell. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. And it's yeah. it's a good way to get followers because whenever I play it, I always right? get like ten new followers. Yeah, like, me too. It's awesome. I love at midnight. Like I, I I love the Nerdist podcast. I love what they do over there, and I love the show. I was like, I just I'm all about the team Nerdist, man. Yeah. I listen to that show a ton. Like, I didn't realize how much I listened to it. <laughs> there hasn't been a week where I haven't listened to at least one or two episodes in, like, four years. Yeah, I I need to listen to that more. I don't listen to it that much. Yeah, it's not like it's my favorite, but it's the comforting thing where I just, they always have a guest I love. Yeah. I go through phases where I don't listen to podcasts at all. I'm in one of those phases now where I'm not listening to any podcasts and just only listening to music. Just, I just, I go back and forth. Yeah. You know what podcast? I used to love this podcast called um, Yeah, It's That Bad, where they would take a look at really bad movies on Rotten Tomatoes and reevaluate if they were actually that bad. And it's so funny. And they went off like they, they have dead air now and you can't even find them on iTunes anymore. That's one I miss so much. They've been off there for three years. Oh, that's so sad. Uh, yeah. If you ever listen to How Did This Get Made with Paul Shear? Or they that watch a bad movie and then so they just, it's Paul Shear, Jason Manzukis, and I think June Diane Raphael, his wife, and they watch a terrible movie and they just lampoon it. Oh, that's great! That's like Mystery Science Theater. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I miss Mystery Science Theater. Yeah. Oh, I remember I used to watch that on Sci-Fi all the time. 
<laughs> Which I think it's making a comeback. Oh, really? I think, or at least I've seen those guys have been out doing stuff. Yeah. I don't. I don't go out enough to stuff. It's like, uh, yeah. It's easy. It's, tickets get expensive quickly. Yeah. So I made up. It was actually it was between Meatloaf and it was between seeing Meatloaf and Bo Burnham, and I picked Bo Burnham. Very good choice. I don't know. It's like that's, I know, I know Meatloaf wouldn't be like the best show ever, but it's also like. I just loved Better Out of Hell as a kid so much. It's like, oh, I kind of want to, but what if it's terrible? Which it might be, but it might be great. But Well, if you saw him on The Celebrity Apprentice, I mean, that just completely turned my view of him around. He was a psycho on there. He, like, accused Gary Busey of stealing his paint and was just totally... Wait, he out-psychoed B- Gary Busey? He did. I, that's he not possible. <laughs> he had to apologize to Gary Busey. He went nuts. So, I mean, I liked him from Fight Club, and then my dad always played his music growing up. Like, he played Bad Out of Hell a billion times. Yeah, it's a great album. Yeah. So, I knew him from that, and Fight Club is Bob. I mean, he was awesome. So, um, when I saw Celebrity Princess, I'm like, oh, this is going to be great. And, no. It was yeah, good. he's a bit, his personal life, he's a bit of a nut. Yeah. I, I, he, um, because he didn't write his, well, I know it's not a secret, but, like, he, his, he's not the writer, the other guy is. Joel. Oh, really? Yeah, the, did you ever see the Meatloaf made-for-TV movie on VH1? No, I didn't even know that existed. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it's good, but it, it, it was on a lot, <laughs> so I used yeah. to watch it. There was, like, a VH1 made-for-TV movie and an MC Hammer made-for-TV movie I would watch all the time. Well, MC that would be an interesting one. Yeah. Because if he went broke. Yeah, that poor... He, he's actually someone you kind of just felt bad for. Was just Totally. Like, someone who just came from, like, no nothing and didn't know how to handle his money and got screwed over by everybody yeah everyone in his family or his friends or maybe it wasn't that or the his all his business people just completely fucked him over yeah because he lost yeah. like 10 million dollars which was probably equivalent to like 20 today but like yeah. yeah he just he was just giving all his money away yeah that's sad it was fun it was awesome oh, excuse me oh wow it's almost that was already an hour damn <laughs> That is awesome. Uh, well, so where can uh, people find you online? I know, and you have uh, the website, and you have a blog as well. Yeah, I have a website, MarissaSchwartz.com. Um, I have a blog, MyNeonGreenNotebook.blogspot.com. I have a Twitter where I often play the hashtag game. Um, yeah, at <laughs> BeefyRTR. We just saw um, F-E-E-F-E-E-R-T-R. I realize it's a terrible handle, but that's what I chose. Um, and same thing with Instagram, that Fifi RTR business. Oh, that's awesome. Well, thank you so much for doing this. Um, thank you. 